Welcome to Changemaker Travel, a movement of global citizens who are passionate about experiencing the world and changing the world. I'm Tiana, the founder of the Humanitarian Changemakers Network and an avid traveler. Changemaker Travel is part of the Humanitarian Changemakers Network and any purchases that you make through us goes towards supporting our mission to encourage ethical, sustainable and inclusive travel and supporting the impact work of the Humanitarian Changemakers Network. We've been cleared for landing. Welcome to episode five. So in this episode, we are looking at transport particularly transport in between the places that you'll be visiting. This is kind of, I think, the most complicated part of booking your trip, just because it's one of those things that if you stuff it up or something goes wrong, it can really impact the rest of the trip. So there are three kind of main transport options to get you between places. There is air rail and road air is fairly straightforward so i won't be going into it too much we discussed in the episode uh, number two when i was discussing the tools that you can use to plan your trip uh, the flight comparison tools and they are a great way to kind of get a feel for how much it would cost you to fly between two different locations how much it would cost uh, all of that and I think your budget will largely depend on whether air travel is something that's right for you. There have been trips that I've taken where I've caught flights between cities because it's quite affordable. Uh, I think a lot of Southeast Asian countries kind of come to mind. There are budget airlines like AirAsia, which allow you to, you know, kind of get between two places and they're very affordable. A flight between two cities is you know 60 Australian dollars similarly in Europe there is I think it's Ryanair which I think I needed to catch one flight when I was in Europe uh when I was backpacking when I was 19 and yeah they're very like basic budget airlines they don't really have like a business class or anything like that but they get you from A to B they're comfortable enough they're affordable so uh air travel is definitely an option in other countries it might be a little bit out of your budget and you might want to consider either traveling by rail or by road so rail travel i think can be great depending on the country that you're in depending on the region of the world that you're in there are parts of the world that have really nice and really well established uh, railway systems as an australian this is not something that we have we don't really have uh intercity railway lines you know you can't just jump on a train and and go from brisbane to sydney or melbourne it's just not a thing you know the furthest you can get on a train from brisbane you actually you can get past the sunshine coast there is a train that goes up to kind of like the mid queensland coast i think maybe to like rockhampton um but yeah it's not really a thing Whereas, you know, you go to parts of the world like Europe where there is an extensive railway system that uh, kind of operates in between these countries, Uh, not like not just within the countries, but from country to country. And I traveled the first time I went to Europe using a Eurail pass. So Europeans use interrail passes. The version of it for foreigners is Eurail. And I basically bought an unlimited three month 
URL pass. It was kind of expensive, but it was so worth it because I caught trains everywhere. I caught them within cities. I caught them between cities, between countries, and it was super simple. So I definitely recommend rail. Similarly, places like India have a really great rail system. You can pretty much get to, you know, any I don't want to say any town because there are like rural areas, but anywhere that has like a significant enough population will have a train station and you can get there. And there are different classes of trains, uh, not only in India, but in other uh, countries, rail systems. So you have like first class carriages, you have second class. Sometimes they might have aircon or non-aircon. Sometimes there'll be sleeper carriages where you can actually lie down. The first time I got a sleeper train was in Sri Lanka, I think. And that was a really fun experience (laughs) the first time. Uh, So yeah, I definitely recommend rail as an option. Now you can use comparison tools like Omeo, which allow you to put in two different locations and compare all of your options. So that's also something to consider using when you're trying to decide what transport option. I think Omeo is great because it also allows you to look at the carbon emissions that the particular mode of transport you're taking would emit. So if you are uh, conscious of uh, your impact on the environment, I definitely recommend using Omeo to compare. So then we have road travel. Now, road travel could be car, it could be like a taxi or an Uber, or it could be a bus. So depending on where you are and where you want to go, you know, any of those options could be more appealing or more budget friendly to you. There are certain places where there is no public transport or there is no like bus system between cities, uh, but they might have like an affordable taxi service, an intercity taxi service or Uber might be affordable. There are places where you might want to look at renting a car. Generally, that's something that works if you are over the age of 25 or you are traveling in a group and you want to split the costs. Uh, Traveling by like a hire car can be a really good idea. I am a big proponent of buses as well. I think they are a super comfortable way to travel. I think the longest bus I ever took was a 24-hour bus. Uh, from must have been from Lima in Peru to Cusco where we were going to do the Inca Trail and I have also got overnight buses in I remember Cambodia they had like a sleeper bus so similar to a sleeper train where you actually had like a little kind of like little bunk bed type thing on the bus as opposed to chairs that recline But there's a whole bunch of different options. I know there are companies that allow you to travel uh, across Europe on bus. There is a pretty extensive bus network in the US and also in Canada. I know that, you know, Greyhound buses are the ones that we're all kind of familiar with, but there are other ones as well. I used the Greyhound bus system to travel around Canada when I was doing my semester abroad in Canada. I lived in a different town to the town that I worked in. So I had my place in the Fraser Valley and I would get the Greyhound bus from the Fraser Valley to Vancouver pretty much every weekend (laughs) to go to work. So I definitely uh, enjoy traveling by bus. 
you can sometimes have really good facilities on buses as well. You might be able to get like a wall plug or at least a USB point to charge your phone. They often have toilets on board. And so these are all like important things to consider. So those are kind of like your options when it comes to traveling between cities. And I guess the point I want to make would be to use a comparison tool, something like Romeo. And, you know, don't be freaked out by the thought of a 10-hour train or a 20-hour bus. You know, depending on the times that they depart and arrive, a 10-hour overnight train is a really good way for you to save money on accommodation because you don't need accommodation for that night. And if you're anything like me, you'll be able to sleep on the train. So you go to sleep, you're in one place, you wake up, you're at your destination. Uh, It's kind of a no-brainer for me. Bus travel, very similar. I I can't really recall (laughs) what I did on most of the longer bus journeys, but they often have like a TV on the bus, but I've always typically traveled with books. And if there's like a charging point, then I can charge my laptop and I can get some work done. Um, I can charge my phone and, you know, listen to podcasts and audiobooks and all of those things. So I think as long as you're comfortable, A, sleeping on a bus or a train and, you know, kind of just keeping yourself occupied, if you're not going to have data or you're not going to be able to charge your device, then it's worth considering, you know, downloading podcasts or audiobooks to listen to offline so that you can save battery. Just little things like that to consider. Uh, But this is a really great way to save money when you are traveling. You know, it's going to cost you a couple of hundred bucks sometimes to fly between cities. Whereas a bus might only cost you $50. So it's a really great way to save money. I know for some people that that might not be a lot of money. But for others, you know, that's the difference between you cutting your trip two days shorter then you have to because you've got to, you know, fork out all of this extra money. So it is definitely something to really consider and think about and discuss with your travel companions if you are traveling with others. So in our next episode, we will be looking at all of the things to consider when you are comparing your accommodation options.